Welcome to the Teaching with Madly Learning podcast replay, fitting it all together to make teaching and learning in the junior grades more accessible, practical, and fun for both teachers and their students. Here's your host, teacher by day, mom of three, and curriculum creator of all the things from madlylearning.com, Patty Firth. Can I tell you a secret? In my junior classroom, I don't want a word wall. In fact, I don't want to take up the space that a word wall takes up. I mean, I will be honest, word walls look super pretty and nice, and I even see the practical application of having a word wall in a primary classroom. But to lay out alphabet cards along the side of the wall and put words up underneath each one of the alphabet letters, I just think that's a big waste of space in a junior classroom. Welcome to the show. My name is Patty and I am the teacher author behind Madly Learning. And each and every week we have a new episode of Teaching with Madly Learning where we talk all about teaching and learning in the junior grades through inquiry-based learning, differentiated instruction, and all subject-related ideas that are out there. It is our hope that through these episodes that we can help give you some tips and tricks that make teaching and learning fun for both you and your students. So in today's episode, we're talking about word walls. Now, while I don't think that the alphabet-based word walls of all of the different spelling words are necessarily a great use of space in a junior classroom, there are definitely still uses for subject-specific word walls. And that's specifically what we're gonna talk about today is how word walls are gonna look a little bit different in your junior classroom. Now, I will be honest, I still believe firmly that I think students require personal dictionaries in the junior classroom. They are still developing their skills as spellers and I think there is still a place for personal word walls. I've also seen simplified letter-based word walls where words are on word rings and students can go up and grab them or even word walls where the words are on index cards that you can go grab and look for the word on the index card. However, a big spread that takes up a significant portion of real estate in your classroom for a word wall, I don't think is a great use of space for your junior classroom. So what can we use that space for instead? Well, I think it's really important to have a space on your wall for each of the core subjects you teach, math, language, science, and social studies. And while the science and social studies can probably take up the same board if you happen to flip flop and don't teach them at the same time. But I do think that there is a space for each one of those boards to have vocabulary words that we talk about. However, even laying them out doesn't necessarily need to look alphabetical. In fact, we can look more at how the words are used and lay them out accordingly. I also think that word walls need to be interactive so that the cards that are on the wall can be interacted with, they can be manipulated and used by our junior students so they don't just simply serve as decoration, but they are living word walls. They're living examples of how these words are used in student learning. Word walls should be the basis of learning. They're not just something we throw up on the wall and hope that students use or reference when they need to, but we want them to be a component and part of the learning. 
Behind me on my board is an example of a word wall that you could typically use in a junior classroom. Now these words are specifically looking at writing terms that you can use when referring to fiction. These words are words that could be used in both reading and writing because I believe that this teaching of reading and writing should be integrated together. It doesn't make sense to have separate word walls or separate vocabulary walls for different for one for reading and one for writing. Students will use the words on this wall for both reading and writing. And this one is specifically designed so that we're looking at the concept of how plot is being developed and all of the different subject specific words that are related to plot. On here you've seen that I've outlined the words and how they're used to reference plot mountain as I like to call it, where we're looking at the rising action, falling action, introduction. We're looking at the words related to characterization with both protagonist, antagonist. We have characters, we have author, as well as the different components of, say, an introduction where we would introduce our story with a hook, we would talk about dialogue, we would also talk about setting. All of these words are on here so that when we are using these words, they're the words of our instructional practices in our classroom that students have a reference to these words. But not only that, it's not that these words simply just sit here on the board and students can reference them. But the way that we put our word walls together is important because we want to make sure that the cards themselves can be manipulated. Can you cut them apart? Can you use them as part of games or vocabulary building? Can these be in turn used for things such as word work where students are matching words together, they're building concepts and understandings of vocabulary, and they're seeing them being used in your everyday discussions, in your academic conversations in your classroom. Using word walls are important when they're structured to meet the needs specifically of a junior student. When we are looking at building word walls for things such as science and social studies, this is where we're really looking at words more in an interactive way. We're taking the words that we are using in our instructional language. We are building them slowly, so not as to bombard them with all of these words, but to add words slowly as their vocabulary builds. And we're looking at the interconnectedness of these vocabulary cards, so that as we are teaching say about the human body. We may introduce words such as large intestine and small intestine when related to the digestive system. However, we will wait to introduce the vocabulary word of the heart until we are learning about the circulatory system. We don't necessarily need to bombard our students with all the words, but we introduce them in really logical ways. It also means that the way we structure our vocabulary cards means that we would have illustrations. These are going to help our ELL students to put a picture with each one of the words because we definitely want to increase the amount of visuals that we're using with our students and they can simply look at matching the word with the picture and then we also have a definition. Now we can provide simplified definitions as well as well as integrate these into personal word walls as well where we are putting those word walls and vocabulary word pages into our student notebooks. Turning word walls into games such as scoot, matching, being able to sort and organize, and looking at how we put these words on a wall and help students to draw connections between the words. 
group them differently so that they're not always grouped by alphabetical order, but that they're grouped by concept. So we have all of the words that are related to the digestive system, all the words related to the circulatory system together, and all the words related to the respiratory system together. Then we can begin to make connections with some string or with some paper, and we can start connecting the ideas to say, well, the heart is connected to the lungs because those two systems work together and the liver is connected to the heart because the liver cleans the blood as do the kidneys so the liver and kidneys and the heart work together with the circulatory system to clean it and it also works with the digestive system so we can use these cards as a visual way to have our students demonstrate their understanding of how concepts how these words are interrelated we want our word walls in the junior classroom to not simply just be words as a reference tool, but we want words to be alive and living in our classrooms so students can use these words, reference these words, and see how the words are interconnected. Word walls are going to look different in our junior classrooms than they do in our primary classrooms. And this is one of the reasons why it's really important that we use our board spaces in our classrooms efficiently and effectively to make sure that our walls come to life and are an integral part of the learning that is happening in our classroom and simply not just being used as decoration. It's my hope that I've given you some ideas of how you can use word walls in your classroom. And if you would like to see more word walls such as the one that is on the board behind me, the writing terms, or you're looking for science word walls, you can go to www.madlylearning.com forward slash word wall. Thank you so much for joining me, and we will see you next week for another episode of Teaching with Madly Learning. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Madly Learning podcast replay. Join me on www.madlylearning.com for more information on all things teaching in the junior grades. Don't forget, you can always catch this show on the Madly Learning YouTube channel. See you next week for another replay episode of Teaching with Madly Learning.